This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tig? Cheryl. Listen, it's a really fun episode to listen. This is our holiday episode. Mm-hmm. It will not disappoint. And I think people will be relieved to know that we considered <laughs> discussing the fruitcake fraud. Is that what it was called? Yeah. We were going to watch fruitcake fraud again. And talk about it all over again. But then <laughs> Just we- in the way that that fruitcake shows up every year. <laughs> So is that documentary. And we might still do that one year. Maybe ne- maybe next year, but not today. Yeah. Today we're doing yeah. something fresh and new. Right. It's a very topical, uh, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> is that a word? That's a word. Yeah. So we're just going to get right into it because there's a lot. There's a lot. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Santa Camp. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. How you doing? I'm doing okay. As I was mentioning before, I, Stephanie and I were out very late last uh-huh. night. And you're trying to recover? I am trying to recover. It sounds like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hungover, but I just don't normally stay out that late. And I had a couple of drinks, and then, you know, you have kids that come in at six in the morning they come in with so much energy like everybody ready it's like yeah. and luckily stephanie's father spent the night last oh. night because he's moved out uh-huh. so he stayed the night and i think he got up oh, with them so nice. but also stephanie she's really good about getting she can up power through yeah and you're just whereas crawling. i was like oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because i i i was with rachel harris last night we live close to each other, so it's just like, just come over here. And we, she came over at like six and at eight fifteen. We were like, whoa, we had no idea what time it was. We were like, all right, I guess we should call it a night. We looked at the clock and it was eight fifteen. We're like, this is a Saturday night. We were like, what has happened to us? We were on to our second party wow. at 8.15. Impressive. Our first party started at 5. Yeah, that was probably an 
I don't want to say older people, but see, that sounds like a reasonable time to start a party. <laughs> well, it's funny people that you mention have kids it. or people that yes, but also Stephanie and I have this group of friends that we meet up with, and I would say the median age is seventy five. <laughs> And I am serious. Does it make you guys feel really young when you hang out with him? (laughs) Well, I'm sure Stephanie. She's 15 years younger than me, so (laughs) especially young. But they're just such a great group, and they're so fun. Yeah. um, You just, like, start a little earlier and end a little earlier. It's, like, great. Five o'clock, and then uh, moved on to the next beat of the evening. That was your downfall. Yeah. Oh, Here I am. Here you are. I'm very uh, proud of you. It's the season. <laughs> proud of me for going out? <laughs> I am proud of you for going out to two parties at in one night, which is very yeah. exciting. Also for just showing up. That's 95% of... That what, is. What's the is that same? what people say? Isn't that the is same? Is it 95? Is it, what is the saying, What is Thomas? the percentage? It's 90, There's no way to know. Showing up is 95% of it. That doesn't sound like a good slogan. <laughs> But it's true. Success. I've noticed is that. It, are they talking about success? I don't know what it is. I'm sure success in a relationship, success in a career, whatever. If you yeah. show up, yeah, because you don't want you don't want to. Most days you don't. Want you don't to want to show up to work or relationships. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting insight. When you first wake up in the morning, are you just like I would just rather cocoon it right here all day and not <laughs> see a soul. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. but I do agree. Showing up is 95%. Of 95%. It. Or yes. am I thinking of when they're talking about something a else? Film casting is 95%. What, what, Thomas, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Were you up all night? Not at all. Although I do have a hard time going to sleep at night. It says that Woody Allen once said that 80% of success in life is just showing up. Cheryl, right. way to quote. I love quoting who... Woody Allen at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get us off on a good start. Wow. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Woody. I mean, in that case, I, I do think he's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, crickets. I would say just just to put it out yes. there, I would say in most other ways, I think he's wrong. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I hear you. <laughs> Um, okay, let's just, shall we just jump in? Mm-hmm. Today's a very exciting episode because we're really in the holiday spirit. Last year we did well, the fruitcake. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I kicked it off in the holiday spirit by party hopping all night. You did. Yeah. So you're bringing that with you as a flavor for today's episode. I didn't go to bed at nine. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> Um, Santa Camp, this is about Santa Camp, mm-hmm. is a 2022 documentary directed by Nick Sweeney. Mm-hmm. The documentary explores the topic of diversity in Santa Claus, featuring footage from the New England Santa Society's Santa Camp Training School. Santa Camp is available to watch on HBO Max. Well, well, well. <laughs> had you had you heard of this before not at it was all. presented to us? Okay. Not at all. Had you heard had of you it? heard of Santa Camp? No. Like had no. Okay. Had you? No. No. Uh. Uh-uh. 
I mean, once again, it's like a group of people that find each other mm-hmm. to do something weird. I would say a group of people that are jolly looking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right to like you know when you go uh, to audition for something and you walk into <laughs> you walk into a room and it's like, huh, there are six people that look exactly like me. And then one that looks really different, like thrown in for good measure. Yeah. That's how this Santa camp, it was just like a bunch of predominantly older, white, Mm -hmm. is it fair to say chubby? Does anybody want to be called chubby? Let's say hefty? I kind of was using jolly. Oh, I see. Oh, you were using jolly just to sort of paint the picture of... What you think Santa <laughs> might look like. I mean, we're not hurting anybody's feelings. However. How do you know we're not? I feel like we probably do from time to time. Well, if somebody's jolly and they're like, how dare they describe if somebody's jolly? <laughs> so if now like you're to... just taking that on as that's how you describe They like to describe themselves as jolly and now you just tainted it with a belly roll. <laughs> Um, I found this documentary very interesting. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. And it was a really good time to reflect on what the hell are we doing with the whole, what have we been doing (laughs) with the whole idea of Santa and why do we bring little kids who are terrified of a man dressed up (laughs) and then we ask the kids to sit on his lap and that's, a lot of it's weird. Oh yeah, the child screaming and the child the screaming. It's like just do it. Child. Yeah, just do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's the joy? <laughs> We've created a look of a person mm. that children are terrified by. Yeah, and we we've stuck with it. We've stuck with it. You know what? Coke already really ran with this. They were saying that back in the day. I don't know what year it was. I will say the 50s. I could be off. Before Christ. <laughs> Before Christ in 1952. 1950 BC. That Coca-Cola did an ad with Santa. And it was a an old, older, white. Jolly. Guy that was jolly with the beard and a mustache mm. and the long yeah. white hair. Uh, drinking a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> that became what Santa looks like. Which is interesting because is it is what happened before that Coke commercial? Um, I feel like Santa looked a little more like a, a man like a that guy. lived in the woods. Oh. You know, looked a little more Sasquatchy? No, like a, a lumber uh what am I thinking? Like like how David Letterman looks now? Maybe like a guy just, that just let his beard go, go long. No, and... I feel like I feel like David Letterman looks a little Coca Cola Santa now. Mm, mm. And if I could give him any advice, I would say you should because you know he's listening. Yeah, hey, hey David, hey David, hey. I would shave the beard. I know, I know. <laughs> I wish he shaved a lumberjack beard. is what, not like a muscular. Why lumberjack? won't he shave the beard? I don't know. Gosh. I don't know. He must love it. Clearly. Clearly he loves it. Okay. Anyway, anyway this is not an intervention uh, for David Letterman. 
We're just saying it's a hard look to pull off a long white beard. I haven't heard anybody say Dave looks so much better with that beard. Yeah, no, nobody nobody has said it. But I think he doesn't give a flying fucker ball. I know. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, oh I, know. I know he does not oh, care. Oh, I know he doesn't. I can't imagine he would care about a thing that came out of my mouth. And I'm <laughs> sure he probably has some notes on my look. Maybe he has a podcast and he's already given you notes and you don't even know it. Yeah. What if he does have a podcast and that's all he does is comments on people's looks? <laughs> Mine specifically. Yours especially. <laughs> So I'm saying I feel like Santa maybe looked a little, not like a lumberjack that's like fit, Mm. but just a little more scrappy, you know, Ah. just an old man in the woods with a long white beard. Like an ill-fitting suit, not necessarily a giant. Jolly. (laughs) You really don't want to say, can you say husky? Is husky? Husky. Santa's husky. Husky. Do people mind husky? We will find out. <laughs> the only way to find out is to put this out into the universe and then get backlash. Then see for what happens. Saying Santa is husky. Right. And by the way, I did see mm-hmm. that one of our listeners, remember when mm-hmm. we were talking about prostitutes? Oh, yeah. yeah. A person did say that we should call them sex workers. That's what I said on the oh, podcast. I guess I'm saying that you're right, even though I don't, I don't want to say that, but... Do you want to wrestle? <laughs> I could definitely take you today. I'm, I'm sure of it. You could take me any day. <laughs> and that's so sad because I'm <sighs> scrawny. Okay, listen. Let's get back on to Santa. Get back okay. on Santa's lap here. Um, <laughs> a group of guys from the New England Santa Society... You know, in this, they're sitting at a picnic table and they're having lunch and they're sharing their Santa stories and, you know, what are hilarious things that happen. And and then they are talking about, too, that, you know, their their whole group is white uh-huh. at that point. Yeah. Their group was white and they were all around 65 years old. And that's like the group I socialize with. <laughs> and then they discuss diversifying their group and bringing on some new Santas. And I mean, first of all, the Santa camp is like, it's like sleepaway camp. For Santas. For Santas. And Mrs. Claus. (laughs) Mrs. Claus. And a few elves sprinkled in. I honestly, I only saw one elf. Wasn't there some reindeer? I'm going to say yes. I'm not sure (laughs) exactly where the reindeer was. I saw some deer-like creatures uh, with antlers. Yes, there were, there were, yes. I mean, there's no guideline to what happens in Santa camp or how much people should pay for it. Uh-huh. So do you want to hear a conversation between Santa and Mrs. Claus debating over their pricing? We have to take a break. Come on, we were just about to. Uh, so after we come back. Yeah, after okay. we come back. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Story. Santa Camp. Tis the season. Santa Camp. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True, True Story, Story talking about Santa, Santa Camp. Camp. Okay, okay, and now we're going to hear uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus have a discussion. This is actual Santa and actual Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Claus, Claus, so pretty exciting. Why doesn't she have a first name? She does. <laughs> I have heard Santa's um, ask for the pricing schedule, and it'd be $100 for me and Mrs. Claus. And they said, well, you know, that's a little steep. How about if Mrs. Claus doesn't come? And he says, that'll be $150. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. We we uh, we have a, a, a another idea to that. Let's say I, I want to get a dollar for a visit. So rather than charging fifty cents for Santa and fifty cents for Mrs. Claus, I say Santa is seventy-five cents, and Mrs. Claus you can add her in for a quarter. Imagine a bunch of people sitting in a room dressed like Santa and Mrs. Claus having this debate. It's a voice you're like, I don't know what I'm watching. You were watching Santa Camp. Um, I really did not get a, I didn't get a clear idea of what Santa and Mrs. Claus gets paid. But also it's none of my business. Well, none of this is really any of our business, but you know, somebody did say that they'll make what a thousand dollars or two hundred dollars an hour, a thousand dollars a day. I don't remember. I crunched the numbers in the moment, but it seems like if you're making that kind of cash and you just worked your belly off <laughs> through the season, it's a pretty good gig. I mean, it seems like a lot of the people are retired and then this is just their passion remember it's like Mm -hmm. uh the halloween thing the guy that loved worked on the halloween thing his haunted house all year and then really came to life (laughs) to see people's passions like this is such a specific passion so specific so when the mall of america which is the biggest mall in america yeah, it did and might still have a comedy club there. I've performed there. Are you serious? Yes, I have performed there numerous times. People go to the mall to watch stand-up comedy? Yes. It wasn't like next to, you know, 
chicks on a stick. Jamba juice, basically. I don't know. <laughs> Were you like telling jokes and then walk over and get a Jamba juice? <laughs> Which, by the way, Jamba juice does not sell juice. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's, what is in, what is, I mean, we're like not here. smoothies. It's not an expose. Yes, yeah, smoothies, right. They don't really have juice. Or do they? They don't have juice. They don't have juice. They don't have juice. Hmm. Well, that seems a little misleading. Yeah, great plan, Jamba. <laughs> so when they hired a black Santa, there was a lot of backlash and racist comments Mm-hmm. And angry people boycotted them all. Fox News publicly ridiculed the decision to have a Santa who's black. And then they show a little clip of um, Megyn Kelly, uh-huh. who was like, well, everybody knows Santa's white. <laughs> it's like, well. Yeah, also Santa's not real. <laughs> well, don't. Listen, if, if you have kids don't listening. Don't blow. Well, if you have kids listening, we've already said fucker balls, so that's on you. Wait, in this episode you did? Yeah. When? I said what the fucker balls or something. Oh, don't oh, give okay. a fucker ball? Doesn't matter. I just I didn't hear you say it. and um, You don't listen to most things I say. No, of course not. But if your child is listening, then you know. Here comes a spoiler alert. <laughs> Santa is not real. Oh, no. Right. So then for someone to say, well, everyone knows Santa. Santa's white. white. It's, it's like. Then you go, well. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know that Santa's not real? Well, it also reminds me of when people say that Jesus is white. And then, you know, you you see black families that have a, G- a black Jesus on mm-hmm. their wall. Right. Unless we see a birth certificate. And by the way, we don't need to see any. It doesn't matter. You're saying we don't need to see Santa's birth certificate, Cheryl? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> Because I would like to see that. And, and Jesus's. I'm saying. I, I don't just, need to see it. I don't. I am. What this documentary reminded me is that. Why do people care? Like, why? Why do they if care I what showed up else? at a mall and I there was a black know. Santa or a trans Santa? Right. What? Like, who cares? Right. I would just be like, oh my God, this is awesome. There's a black Santa. Right. It would be so fun and exciting. It's weird that people spend so much time and effort yeah. just so worried about other people. So in this documentary, even one of the, can I say old timers? Is old timer a bad derogatory? We will see. We will see. (laughs) One of the old timers. Husky old timer. From Santa camp. (laughs) Someone writes it and says, I consider myself an old timer and I do not appreciate you using the word that way. (laughs) Um, What did the old timer say? It points out and says St. Nicholas was from Turkey. Mm -hmm. So... He wasn't even white. Yeah. But then also, was there really a St. Nicholas? Or is, I don't know. I get confused. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Are we saying that there definitely was a saint? Whether there really was a Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> or, or a St. Nicholas? Yeah. Or Chris Kringle. <laughs> Um, By the way, Chris Kringle never came up in this documentary. No. I re- that also confused me. Because I'm like, yeah. what is Chris? Who is Chris Kringle? 
a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> is Chris it's Kringle a bunch like of holiday nonsense that you can embrace, or, or you can not worry yeah. about? You can go. Okay, it's Santa. It's Saint Nicholas. It's uh, Chris Kringle. They're black. They're trans. They're the Coke White Santa. <laughs> Grab your Santa and go. It's a lot of uh, lying. That's, I mean, I really couldn't believe it when I found out Santa wasn't real. Because I was like... Wait, did you find out in this doc? <laughs> when, I, when I watched it last night, I was like, what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Dr. Becky Hines told me. I'm sure she couldn't wait to tell me to spoil my childhood. But I was like, that can't be true because why would all the grown-ups be lying all together uh-huh. like all of them yeah and she was like yeah that's exactly what's been happening for your whole life <laughs> up until now and it's like, that, it's like that can't be true i had to go ask my mom if it was true and she said it, it's all a lie ah some about the spirit of christmas <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because I was on to things before my older brother was. And I, I mean, my mother and my stepfather did not go out of their way to hide the presents. They were just in their closet. Uh Uh-huh. And so I found them and and there were little tags that said, from From Santa. Santa. (laughs) And... And I went and caught my brother, and I told him, I was like, there's no Santa. Oh. And he was like, (laughs) oh, no. He was like, that's not true. Oh. And I was like, no, it is. There's no Santa. He was like, don't say that. Oh. And I brought him (laughs) into the room. Oh, you were like, I got proof. Yeah, I got proof. (laughs) And then after that, my mother and Rick started putting our presents at our next door neighbor's house, oh. hiding them over there. And were you like, it's too late, you guys? We know. Well, I was a little, I remember feeling like, wait, where are the presents? Because I looked in their closet oh, again. Oh, you mean the next nothing. year? Yeah. Ah. And, and then they said, well, because you don't believe you're not getting presents. I don't remember what they said, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, wasn't it weird when you found out and you were like... Yeah, it is weird. And I struggle with that as a parent. I'm I do just too. Like, and when Dr. Becky and I had kids, we were like, we're not doing the Santa thing. And it's also, yeah. we felt we felt like it's not fair to kids that, that don't get presents from uh-huh. Santa. Not everybody can afford to give presents from Santa. You know what I mean? It was just, it's not fair and it's a weird lie. And we were like, we are not doing it. Cut, Cut to. to. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I know. Stephanie and I had the same conversation. But then it was like, Christmas is really Stephanie's favorite holiday. Aww. And I kind of had gotten a little bah humbuggy over the years. Yeah. And then when I got together with her i was like okay okay i'll get in the spirit and now i'm full blown with her on it and it's hard with kids because they're excited about santa yeah and they're excited from the outside world not 
And everybody lives through it when they, they find out there's no it. Santa. They live through it. It just seems and like there's I think, better. It's got to be a better way. But the fun and the spirit of it all, I think, outweighs the, like, wait, there's no Santa? Because I think they get, like, a a slow realization through school. You know, there's kind of, it eases them in because other kids start talking start about talking how there's about no it. Santa. Well, then it really puts parents in a bind. When it's like, yeah. Sally said there's no Santa, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, Santa's what you think Christmas is about. Santa's in your heart. <laughs> Santa's in what? your heart. Okay. There's a husky old timer in your heart. You There's... need to take a break. Oh, for balls. Okay. And then when we come back, I'm going to let you know what happens in this documentary. Oh, okay. okay. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True, True Story. Story discussing Santa Camp. Santa Camp. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, talking about Santa Camp and okay. how everyone needs to relax about Santa. Yes, yes. So now there's a guy named Chris who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he put up a, you know, everybody does the inflatable Santa Claus yeah. and, you know, bull, mm-hmm. bull schniz in their front yard. Well, he yeah. had a black Santa blow up. Yeah. And, well, he's black. And, yes, and he's black. And he got a hateful letter in the mail. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when Chris talks about all of it, he's, he says that they're in a predominantly white neighborhood. And just having a black Santa in their yard really bothered the neighbor. Yeah. And his neighbor flies a Confederate flag in their Mm -hmm. yard. Yeah. So they're coming from really different places. Yeah. And it's cute because Chris is a younger guy. He's not. I loved him. I loved him. I loved his wife. Yes, I loved his daughter. His daughter I loved was the so vibe cute. in his house. I, I couldn't even deal. And he decided he wanted to channel his anger into something positive. So he rented a Santa costume and dressed up for his daughter. And then he decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Santa Camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go to Santa Camp. I'm going to be a black Santa. So mm-hmm. people in other communities can feel included. Completely reasonable completely like you reasonable. sit there and you look at 
his family, his daughter. Yeah. Like, why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why does it matter? Why? To, to someone else, if they're, they're Santa's black, why does Go it- find your white Santas or turkey yeah. Is that what you call it? A turkey Santa? I don't know that anybody would call it a turkey Santa. A Turkish. <laughs> Turkish. A Turkish, Turkish Santa. Turkish is what I meant. I told you I was up all night. Not a turkey Santa. <laughs> a turkey Santa. But just let it let it stay. Let in it a, roll. Stay in your own lane. Let as people let the celebrate. People, he's not a real person. And it's not a threat. What somebody right. is, that is not, that a doesn't encroach on anything. It's his your front life. yard. Relax. <laughs> and then this one is, the, this is the storyline that like really got me. So there's also a guy named Finn. Mm-hmm. Oh, how old is Finn? 23? I thought he was like 30. He's somewhere between 23 and 30. Yeah. We're not mathematicians. <laughs> but he was a very, he's a very cute guy. His name is Finn, and he has spina bifida. And he's non-speaking mm-hmm. for the most part. A lot of times he speaks through his iPad so he can touch words or pictures or he can do a really solid ho 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 though yes he can do ho 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 (laughs) and he is very enchanted with santa claus and Mm -hmm. his dream is to be santa claus and especially to be santa claus in a christmas parade yeah which when i first heard that i thought that doesn't sound too difficult and then when you Mm -hmm. and then you and his mom, oh my gosh, yeah. how much do you love yeah. his mom? Yeah. His mom, you know, is calling all of these parades saying, yeah. can my son be Santa? But, you know, what you find out is, first of all, and I never thought of it before, but there's only one Santa Claus in Christmas parades. Mm-hmm. And usually that role is already taken. Yeah. And whoever's mm-hmm. doing it, they love to do it every year and they're not stepping down. Yeah. So that was hard. But then the mom found out about Santa Camp and she's like, then I, I'll take Finn to Santa Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also meant that she had to go to Santa Camp. <laughs> right. So Finn is very excited about dressing up like Santa every day. And now the mom is like, did she dress up as an elf or as... Mrs. Claus. I thought she was Mrs. Claus. You can tell that wasn't her passion. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because in the film, she talks about how this is his passion and has been his whole life. And she said, and then, therefore, it's become my passion. And it is so... Uh, It's the epitome of parenting. It really is, yeah. Of, like... Taking on rattle off, yeah. Yeah, I can rattle off baseball players' names on the Dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) This, that's not that wasn't my world where I would know something like that. But now it is, and you love it because they love it. Yeah, it's so cute. And watching their story again makes you feel like just like Chris's family and the representation there. Yeah, and making dreams come true for your life your family same with finn right it's like why are people trying to get 
in the way of that. Right. Right. Because you're so hung up on the Coca-Cola Santa. <laughs> it goes Go back to Coke down. and Pepsi. They've Go really caused problems. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Get a real problem. <laughs> Get a real problem in life before I hear any of this ever again. I don't think the snork bowls are the problem. This is we're preaching to the choir, as they say. Okay, well. And then there's also Levi. He's trans and wants to be a Santa for the LGBTQ community. And his mm-hmm. wife, Heidi, is very supportive and goes with him and dresses up as Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Although is Dr. Claus. Right. Yeah. So t- tell him about that part because that was so fun. Well, just that she got her PhD, right? And yeah. And she uh, identifies as a doctor and she's not going to be... You want to hear Heidi talking to at the Mrs. Claus meeting? Sure. Yeah. My view is Mrs. Claus is Santa's wife. When he's not there, she's in charge. Um, she takes care of him like any good wife, you know? I'm sorry. They're... I'm Dr. Claus. Like, I am not the wife. Like, I have my PhD. You're not going to call me Mrs. Claus. I'm Dr. Claus. My spouse is trans, and I'm queer. Like, actually, when we we come together, I really want to not bring up the fact that we're married and instead really emphasize, like, Santa's got a job, and I've got a job, and we work together and really make that space for folks. That was very, that was inspiring, you know, when they clapped and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, one of the Mrs. Claus, um, does not want to wear a dress. She wants to wear pants. That's where I would be. Yeah. I'd be in my, um. Tube top. My Mrs. Claus overalls. Oh, overalls. (laughs) (laughs) Coveralls. Tube top and Daisy Dukes. (laughs) When I think of you, Tig, that's how I think of you. Well, at least you're thinking of me. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was very sweet. I th- I liked that moment, and I thought that the Mrs. Clauses were very accepting, and you know mm-hmm. they liked the idea. And, and there was a tense scene with Mrs. Claus, and it seemed like a rando Santa. It did not seem like one of the guys from the film. Mm-hmm. But they were rando Santa. <laughs> but they were at a ice hockey ice hockey game, I guess. And they were going to ride the Zambonis. <laughs> and Santa was very upset that Mrs. Claus, what did she want, like equal time on the ice or something? And and he was like, we're not doing this right now. This is not what <laughs> the Christmas is about. I'm Santa. <laughs> and then he and was, I'm a good time. I'm fun. <laughs> I'm fun. And then the crowd was loving Mrs. Claus. And then they show... The Zamboni that had the Santa on leave early. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, you just, if you're the people in the stands, you're probably not at all thinking about what the dynamic is between Mrs. and Mr. Claus. But I love that no. that's what's going on backstage. Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Mr. Ah, oh, God. Just a really quick. Yeah. Calling him a rando Santa. Yeah. My sons are so into using the word random uh-huh. right now. They are. And yes, like we'll, <laughs> we'll be driving along and someone, one of them, like Finn, will just be like, look at that just random van sitting there parked. 
Shit, look, Max. Look at that random van. <laughs> <laughs> Max is like, oh, yeah. wonder what that's doing. I don't know. It's random. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where they learned the word, but I like I like that they're very excited to use it all the time. Oh my! It's overused <laughs> in our house. Everything is random. Oh, it's so random. I don't want just like a random dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a random dinner. Why? Well, I don't want to wear these. These short. These. These are just random shorts. <laughs> It's endless. Everything is so random. It's so random. Yeah, you just randomly got that from my dresser. (laughs) Well, I guess, but I was trying to match it with your shirt. It's not that random. It's not that random. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about this documentary that I thought was very sweet is the people at Santa Camp seemed pretty excited. Yeah, Mm -hmm. to, like, include Levi and Finn and Chris. Well, that's what I was saying in the beginning is they might not have done it perfectly. I think that's the necessary growth spurt is that you open the door and you're going to hit some bumps. But it felt like, based on the edit of this documentary, that they were attempting. Yeah. And succeeding in many different ways. I thought so many of them seem very open and into yeah. the discussion and yeah. trying to make changes. And- yeah, and the discussion seemed to be, well, I, I've i never even thought that Santa was anything other than an old white guy. Well, and that's the other thing is it goes back to if you don't, if there's not really much in your life that is challenging inclusivity, mm-hmm you might look at these different points of view and be like, why, why just make it the the white Santa, the Coke, like this is all right. ridiculous. Or, right. You know? This is, how, and so, this is how everyone does it. It's like, yeah. maybe everyone in your tiny circle does it that way. And I, yes, I yeah. hear you and I understand Or that. maybe even people in your huge circle. Yeah. However big your circle is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that other people's needs or the representation that comes with their existence is nothing or insignificant. Right. Or... Just because it's not doesn't intersect your circle. And I thought yeah. the old timers <laughs> did a pretty good job of it. I mean, there was a sweet white guy who said to Chris, who said, you know, we've never had a black santa at santa camp before and i just want to make sure you know i'm saying the right thing and i'm not and then he kind of stopped himself and he said now i feel like even saying that i've self i've said the wrong thing because why would it be different i'm gonna stop talking (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it was sweet because he was making an attempt and he's you know was genuine it was like but then he caught himself then he caught himself he could hear himself yeah good and then you could see Chris just <laughs> kind of like, oh, God, just another day in the life. I know. You know, the, yeah. the, the one guy making an attempt and doing it terribly. <laughs> and and then Chris, who's sitting there going, can anyone just be normal? Can <laughs> anyone just be normal? <laughs> can anyone just be normal? You don't have to be the black guy at Santa Cruz. <laughs> I can just be the guy. Yes. 
But it was very sweet because then at one point you see all the Santas around the campfire, <laughs> which seemed like it was kind of a cute, odd moment. Uh-huh. But I guess that's what you do at Santa camp. They all sort of sit around the fire and share their thoughts. Uh-huh. And Chris got up and read the letter, that hateful mm-hmm. letter. Yeah. And they seemed, the other guys there seemed, um, I mean, they, you saw some wiping tears away from their eyes. Well, it feels like one of those examples of you can hear or see on this documentary or any time in life that people are discriminated against or treated so despicably. Right. Yeah. And then you have a moment like that where Chris is reading the hateful words. Yeah. And you see the one person being affected by it. It's not just a group that you never see, you never think about. It's a person with feelings and they're saying this is. Yeah. And you see how painful it is. Yeah. This is a person in the world who deserves to have a good and happy, safe life, just like you're living. Yeah. And so does his wife, and so does his daughter, and so does his community. Yeah. And your existence and your way is not more important and above anybody else's. Yeah. And if you don't like it, go find your Coca-Cola Santa elsewhere. Yeah. So... He threw the, the the letter in the fire, and they all cheered. And he said, I'm coming back next year, and I'm bringing my wife. His poor wife mm-hmm. is like, you boy. <laughs> Why are you dragging me to Santa Yeah, he's like, here's the good news, and I'm coming back with my wife. <laughs> She's like, oh, God. Let me check my calendar. <laughs> you know what? I'm busy. Whatever <laughs> month that's happening. In. And then... I love this part of the story. Chris goes back to his community, and now it is Christmas time because Santa Camp happens. It doesn't happen that close to Christmas because, you know, that's crunch time. Mm -hmm. So they do it early when they have time to really think it through. Mm -hmm. But he comes back to Little Rock and decides, I'm going to make even more black Christmas characters. Mm -hmm. And he finds a local artist. But was it so great when the Christmas decorations went up and a lot of the white neighbors put up black Santas in their front yard? I was like, oh, my God. It's incredible. It was so great. It was so great. It was really beautiful. I know. And then on a a less uh, joyful note, Levi, the trans... Santa, they decide they're going to have a trans Santa event. And mm-hmm. Pastor Andy is coordinating this event. And now they're starting to feel people heating up over the idea of a trans Santa. Well, yeah, there were the conservative Christian oh. people that showed up, yeah. you know, calling them trannies and just spewing hatefulness yeah in the name of the lord and protesters that called themselves proud boys showed up and accused them of being perverted and evil and destroying santa and it was sad it was really so sad however you did get to see levi and heidi mm-hmm. as santa and dr claus 
And <laughs> there were kids that were going in and sitting. Well, it was really interesting the moment with Levi where Levi got emotional saying, you know, that there wasn't that representation growing up. And, yeah. and it's such a, it's one of those moments for I had for myself where I was thinking like, gosh, that's it. That's just so not in my world, you know, just not being trans. And then thinking there was a kid, a trans kid that wanted to be Santa. Right. Wouldn't it's so like it just wouldn't cross your mind. No. And it probably narrows down to three people on earth (laughs) that ever had that experience. Right. Not really. But you know, it's like to want to be Santa is very few people. Yeah. That's a on handful the planet. of people that are yeah. so and passionate about. And then to be about, trans. Yeah, then that narrows it is, down is even more. fewer. And then trans people that want to be Santa, that Santa camp is probably very tiny. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, but no it's less important. Exactly. No less important. And to, like I said, I would bring my kids to Coke Santa, Black Santa, Spina Bifida Santa, And uh, trans Santa. I just can't imagine how that would negatively infect my family's life. It's absurd. It is absurd. And then Finn, because his Mm -hmm. mom had called so, put out so many calls for a Christmas parade. Again, epitome of a parent. (sighs) Going to no end. Yes. The amount of energy she well put, mm. puts into his life. Yeah. You know, listen, kids are a lot and a kid with a special need or a different need is a lot. It is mm-hmm. 24-7 and it's... Yeah. And this really hit me because, you know, my nephew Michael yeah. has cerebral palsy and he's been in a wheelchair since, you know, he was two and... He's very passionate about some things that make Mm -hmm. him so happy. Like he loves Mickey Mouse, even though he's 19, but loves Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. So when you see Finn in this documentary, who loves Santa Claus, (laughs) and we find out that he gets to be Santa in a Christmas parade. I mean, and then you see the parade. And he's in a Santa outfit and he's sitting in his sleigh that was also part of it. And he has his own elves by him. Oh, and people were cheering for him. It was like, yeah, whoa. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. And again, why would anyone try and take that away from or not encourage this person? Who has this one shot to be alive on the planet. Right. Why would you take that away from them? Or say no. Why? I know. And then winding it down, we also see Chris and his wife dress up as Santa and Mrs. Claus for their local (laughs) Christmas event. And some families traveled over 300 miles to see a black Santa. And the parents had so much gratitude. That white beard looked great on him. <gasps> he died. Oh, my God. So Chris, <laughs> so Chris died or bleached his beard white. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah, it looked so good. It looked insane. <laughs> it was 
like, my husband just walked down the stairs with the bleached white beard. I'd be like, wait a second, I need a moment. I, I thought it looked awesome. He did. He looked fantastic. And then we see he's so cute, too, because mm-hmm. he's got, like, his sunglasses on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And his suit yeah. looks great. He had some style. And then he rapped to Notorious B.I.G. What version of? He did a version of some Christmas Carol. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's no way to know. <laughs> Even though we watched it. And they're playing it right now. Anyway, it was really, really fun. Yeah. It was really fun to watch. I yeah. Thought. Yeah. <sighs> Are you ready for our final thoughts? Yes. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? No. I was touched. Did you cry? I did. Oh, my God. I figured. I I cried when the white people put black Santas on their lawn. Mm Mm-hmm. I was so, uh, it made it move me. And then, of course, when Finn was in the parade, I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, I could not. I was like, <laughs> I had to, like, take a moment to collect myself to get through it. Because yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know if these yeah. people know how much it means to Finn. Yeah. But it was just amazing that people showed up and people were so excited. And, and the way he expressed himself with, his fist oh yeah would, his arm he would shake yeah because that's you know sign language for yes is when you yeah. have your fist and mm-hmm. you, but he did sort of a wild one his, yeah, yeah his yeses were big and it was, strong yeah 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 oh who were you attracted to we're both gonna say the same person let's do it on three chris <laughs> just, I just, why couldn't okay, you wait one, till three two three chris chris you could not wait <laughs> God dang it. Okay, it's time for True Story Talk Back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody in the documentary? Yeah, the um, the Proud Boys and Chris's Ugh. neighbors and uh, anybody. I think I already said it throughout the documentary, but to really, really, I know the Snurk Bulls, I would say are predominantly on our side with um, our viewpoints or support ours, even if they might be different. But I just, just the reminder that everybody has this one chance to be alive on the planet. And these people are not hurting you. These people are trying to experience the level of joy and safety that you are. Yeah. And they're not hurting you. Yeah. They're not hurting your family. Leave them alone. Yeah. Not just leave them alone. Find a way to celebrate them. Yeah, I agree. Well, I would like to say to Finn's mom Mm -hmm. that you're amazing. And to all the parents out there, it's a hard job. But to watch her in this, it was really inspiring and then chris and his family thank you Mm -hmm. for being so strong yeah you know i mean somebody gets a hateful letter that tells you to move out of the neighborhood that's hard to it's hard to take it's hard to hear and it's what you do about it that defines your character well i think everybody handled everything so 
inspiringly well. Except the Santa on the Zamboni. Zamboni? Zamboni. Zamboni? No way to know. No way to know. (laughs) That guy. Oh, that guy. That guy. Hey, that guy. Hey, stop it. (laughs) If you're listening. (laughs) Hey, that guy. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Tig, that's all for this week's episode. We're going to take a break next week for the holidays. And then we'll be we'll be back on January second to talk about Harry and Meghan on Netflix. Yes, yes we will. <laughs> We're gonna break it down. We're gonna break it down. Okay, before we go, would you like to read some true fan mail? Yes. Okay, this is from Melissa. Hey, hey Melissa. Melissa. Hey. hey, Tig and Cheryl. Hey, I was so happy to hear that you both hate the word horny. <laughs> I don't even like saying it when I'm reading this letter. I always what, thought horny. <laughs> I always thought it was a prude weirdo in my hatred of that word. I won't even call a horny toad a horny toad. I simply say <laughs> a toad of some kind. <laughs> a toad of a certain age. <laughs> a toad of a certain age. <laughs> Love the show. It brings me so much joy to laugh, relate, question, and speculate alongside you. You two are so funny. Your dynamic is so endearing and sweet. But that said, I don't think you're a couple. (laughs) Keep doing it again and again. I think because some of our listeners are like, oh, they think we're a couple? A couple? We're both married. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't think you're a couple. (laughs) And she said, sincerely, Melissa, a loyal snorkel. Well, Melissa, for someone who hates the word horny, you sure used it a lot in that email. (laughs) That's all I have to say. She won't call a horny toad a horny toad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. This is from Tezra. Hey, Tezra. Hey. Hey. Hey, Hey, Cheryl and Tig. Hey. Oh, I like that Tezra says Cheryl and Tig instead of Tig and Cheryl. Just a quick note to let you know. I'm going to tap out on this one. (laughs) Just a quick note to let you know that you've really made something special. How do I know it's special, you ask? Because when I listen to this podcast, my 14-year-old daughter actually turns her music off and takes out her earbuds to listen with me. Now that is something to brag about. <laughs> brag it out, she's alert! Brag it out, she's alert! The two of you have added many new phrases to our family lexicon. There's no way to know and scram clown are used on the daily. We also now call our cat Tower Puss Town. My hubby shakes his head when we say, look, Meatball is going to Puss Town. And then laugh and laugh. Meatball is our cat, by the way. Ah, Meatball. 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 It's going to puss town. That poor uh, husband so horny. is probably like, jeez, you guys. Thanks for making a show that my 14-year-old doesn't think is stupid. You're out here doing God's work, but not the God that Jer Bear and Becky worship. Whoever they are. Jer- <laughs> you don't know who they are. <laughs> Wait, who are they? They're from uh, Thomas. Who are they from? The Falwells. Oh, uh, the ball. <laughs> Should we make a, a t-shirt for our merchandise 
that says I'm a horny snorkel. <laughs> I'm a horny snorkel. Just horny snorkel. Oh, God. <laughs> I would not wear it. Would you wear it? No. no nobody's going to wear it. People would wear it. Uh, Thomas would. You guys, that that was from Tezra and Olivia, the 14-year-old. Oh, God. That really makes me laugh because when I used to take my daughter to school, Kat, she'd get in the car in the morning and put in her earpods. I was like, excuse me. I'm, I'm not, you know, your Uber driver. Like, it's it's only 10 minutes. Can you just? She'd be like, oh, okay. You know, and then I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm making her take her. Yeah, and now it's like I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Like, like, okay, my earbuds are out. What do you want to say? I don't know. Do you have any new friends? (laughs) I always force conversation on Max and Finn when they're, like, sitting down to eat or they're on the couch watching a show. And I'm like, so what happened at school today? And they're like, I don't know. And then just just random stuff. (laughs) How's your sandwich? It's fine. Fine. It tastes like it always does. Oh, okay. You leave me alone? So, so yeah, you like sorry it? Sorry to bother you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I. I just want to hold you. Is what I mean. No, you have no idea. I just want to hold you. Cat senior year, it was just like, let me just give you a quick hug, goodbye. <laughs> she's Clamp. Like, she's like, oh god. She's like, mom, please. I, I'm, I have to go to school. Like, don't make it weird. It's like, I'm not making it weird. I'm just saying goodbye. <laughs> That's like when Max and Finn will come over and wake me up in my bed and I'll be like, oh, can I get a hug and kiss? And then I'm like, clamp. And then I'm like, will you just snuggle with me for a second? Like, Why is our mom so needy? I know. Like, don't go near her. She's so needy. It's so horrifying because everything you hear starts to happen to you. I know. I'm making jokes that they think are dumb. Yeah. I'm like forcing a hug clamp where I'm like, please, just for one more second. No, you know what? When I'm a driving cat and I'm singing along to the radio to my favorite song, not bothering a soul in the world, I can see that she's videoing me and putting (laughs) putting it on her Snapchat. And I'm like, you know what? You're ruining this Tom Jones song for me. (laughs) you're ruining this paul anka tune really it's taking me back i was having a moment and now you ruined it put your ear paws back in i don't care oh my face hurts okay that's it that's it that's it is there anything that you need to tell people well um, I have merchandise for sale on my website. Okay. And uh, I think we have merchandise, our Tig and Cheryl True Story merchandise. Yeah. You know, the holidays are here. The holidays are right? here. I have a book. I'm just a person. I have albums. Wow. Get people these things. Why not? Why not, huh? you guys? Pick up a t-shirt that doesn't even exist that says, Horny Snurkbull. <laughs> Tis the season. And then post it for us. Then tag uh, Tig and Cheryl True Story. And- if we do a live tour ever, yeah. you know people are going to show up with horny snarkful t-shirts. <laughs> that would make me so happy. Uh, all right. All right. That's it, you guys. That's it. Have the best holiday. And we will see you. Or we won't see you. 
No. But you'll, you'll be hearing from us in 2023. Yes, 2023. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Stay safe and happy and jolly. Should we do it again? Yep. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.